Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 439. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. Welcome back, everybody. It is a huge honor to have our special guest this month, Allie Brown, one of the world's most recognized entrepreneurial coaches on the show today. Over the last 15 years, Allie has advised, helped, and nurtured businesses of many of the seven and eight-figure online thought leaders you see thriving today. She has been featured on CNN. She's been dubbed the entrepreneurial guru for women by Business News Daily. Her company is on the Inc. 500 list. She was named one of Forbes Women to Watch, and one of Ernst & Young's Winning Women Entrepreneurs. She's a delegate for the United Nations Foundations for Global Acceleration, and she's been featured on the hit ABC primetime show, Secret Millionaire. She has over 250,000 raving fans around the world that she helps to educate via her podcast, Glambition Radio, and she has been on basically every list of top gurus teachers, and business coaches to follow uh, around the, the world, and someone that I've been learning from, studying, and coaching with for years. Allie, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. You have a great radio voice. <laughs> I've, I've had so many people say that. I don't know. Yeah. What that, yeah. I, like hey. I'm waiting for you to say it's like KISS 98.5 or something. Oh my God, I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Allie, you're you're in a class of your own. So, so what's so interesting about you, Allie, is you were in a class of your own because you were really the first female leader in the online marketing world. And for all of our listeners, not everyone knows your whole history, but just about every leading woman coach in the United States and actually many around the world learned online marketing from you, Allie. And and then you like made this huge like sharp shift with your brand and you kind of did an exit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about it. Well, a great metaphor is there was always this spot in when I lived in LA, if you've lived in LA or been in LA, you know, the 405 is like insane. Right. And there's this one spot near like, I think it was just South of the airport that it just gets insane. And I remember discovering this magical off ramp that would deliver me on this, this yes. route that went like around the outside of, of Playa del Rey and like kind of back into the marina where I lived. And, and, and it's always the image I think of because um, flashing back to when this was a, a lot of fun. And in the beginning, I was the first woman to be doing this. And by the way, I want to let you know that you know, I, I suffered through all those male internet conferences for all you gals, like you <laughs> yes, owe me yes, because I did. sat through the dick <laughs> jokes and inappropriate stuff. I mean, this is way before me too. Like no yes. one gave a shit. Right. <laughs> and, um, I would just grin and bared it. And, and, um, but what I saw, I saw an opportunity. See, they were all teaching parts and, and I was the first one really to go, of course it took a woman to say, I'm connecting the dots and going, oh, well this all strings together like this. And I didn't call it a funnel, but today it's what we call a funnel. And I created this thing called the online blueprint sold like crazy back then. I swear we could send out just a few emails and make a hundred grand. It was, mm-hmm. it was like the golden age of this wild West that we know. And I had a lot of fun doing that. 
what happened is uh, the market then became very saturated due to the rise of social media. And I want you to think about this, that before that, you had to really work hard to build an email list. I mean, I did direct mail. I did all kinds of crazy stuff. I would go to these seminars, speak. I mean, you had to hustle. And then suddenly there was no barrier to access. It was great because, you know, social media has done so many great things for the world and us. And it's also done some scary things (laughs) for the the world and us. And, um, you know, no one's checking ID at the door now. Everyone can start a business or claim they have one. There's great templates and kits and all this stuff. And, And I didn't see it coming as far ahead as I should have. And, you know, we're growing this business and everything's going great. And it was probably around... I would say, um, 2011, 2012, that I suddenly was kind of looking around me going, holy crap, everyone is teaching the same stuff and they have cooler videos. I mean, literally that was the conversation Mm -hmm. that we were having. Mm -hmm. Like they're teaching the same stuff, but their videos are amazing. They're cooler than me. They're younger than me. They're skinnier than me. Like, like every, everything was happening all around me. It was just crazy. And I, I realized, wow, I need to think ahead because the only solution is not just working harder. Right. The only solution now is not just doing a better job because people don't even know the difference now. And it was a good time to also check back into what I really wanted. And, you know, a lot of us start a business when we we have kind of a skill set and something we do well, and then we match it to a market need. And I was at the right place at the right time. But I found myself increasingly following that market and what they wanted. If we would do surveys and I would create a product that they wanted and blah, blah, blah. And, and don't get me wrong. It built this amazing company that last year we peaked, we were on track for 10 million probably. Mm -hmm. And this is where though in the middle of that year, I made a huge change because I said, I don't want to do what it takes to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. This is, um, you know, the last big launch we did, I, I, I refer to the launch that put me on Xanax. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was so much work going into these launches that was not required before. I said, I'm not interested in this. And, um, and it was, it was a time of d- getting back to, to what did Allie actually want? And, and that was where I shifted to being a leader again. And when I talk about this, especially with the women who are in the high six, uh, figures, seven figures, it really is a good check-in point for them to say, you know, where are you leading? Are you, are, you know, people see you as a leader, but are you really leading? Are you leading where you want to go personally, internally? And then are you leading externally where you think you should take your people? And that's not fun when that may be attached to a dip in revenues for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Or not being seen as doing the big cool events for a while, but it's something that's becoming more and more common as our industry evolves together. So for me, Allie, what, what was most exciting seeing you do that, you've, you have always been a leader and everyone has known you as a leader. And I watched as you were making that shift and I was like, what is this woman up to? I think everybody was like waiting. And what did you think something was coming or did you think I'd stopped? I'm curious. No, no, no. I I knew I knew you were too smart and too driven and too talented to to have stopped. I just I didn't know where you were going and why. And I mean, obviously, you know, for all of us that were learning from you, you know, we were earlier in the cycle, right? So, you know, we weren't 
ready or prepared or positioned quite yet to to make that leap. And so it's been really, really cool to see. And, you know, your events are named, you know, iconic. And I think that that is the brand that you've built. And it's because you had the courage uh, to be able to say, um, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do what it takes to do this anymore. I'm going to create a Mm -hmm. new way. And there was no one else doing it, really. And so once again, you were kind of out there, the Lone Ranger, you know, starting to pave a new path. So tell me a little bit, once you made that decision, you're like, okay, this isn't what I want to do anymore. I don't want to do what it takes to do that. Um, I'm going to create this new path forward. What did that process look like for you? How did you start making decisions and how did you kind of reformulate what you wanted to do going into the future? Mm, it, it's it's a great question because there was probably three phrase, excuse me, there was probably three phases to it. And the first phase was literally looking at our books and the practical part of this and going, what makes us the most money with the least amount of effort? I mean, point blank, right? It's like Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. What is the 20% of your efforts that is generating 80% of your results? I guarantee for all of you listening right now, if you have not done this before, it's going to blow your mind. And so I dug, I put on, you know, I, I put on my glasses and got out the spreadsheets and was just like, let's really look at this. And not just the revenues, girls, not just your revenues. We really have to learn to focus on net. There's a word called net. If you don't understand what it is, you need to dig in there. It is mind blowing. I'll give you a quick example. One of my clients came in, she was doing multiple seven figures. This was a few years ago. And when we really dug in, there were some things that just weren't lighting her up anymore, but she wouldn't let them go because she thought they were critical to her business and her brand. Now, sometimes there is a brand reason. There, there's there's strategic reasons you want to keep a program that may not be that profitable, but not often for our types of businesses, unless you're scaling to sell or uh, there's other things involved. So we dug down. I said, I want you to add up every damn expense for this coaching program you're running that you think generates seven figures, but let's see what it really generates. And she came back a few weeks later, and this woman did not swear usually, but she said, F, Allie, you know, I, I cannot believe this. I said, what? she make, she's, And I said, what does it bring you home? Not your team, you. She said, probably 150 grand. And, and uh, I said, you know, how else could you make that money right now? She goes, I could put together an ebook right now and sell that by myself with like one team member and probably do that. And she had coaches on staff to run this thing. She had huge events. And Again, there are, t- there are times and reasons for having these things, but if you want to really buckle down and look how to move forward fastest, this is step one, is look at what you're making as far as net, and then look at what the 80-20 rule is. And there, I bet there's some things that then step two is you clean those programs out that are not making money, that are cluttering your site, that maybe you created because you, you heard the saying, leaving money on the table right? We always think that, oh, well, there's some people who want X. Let me create a course for them. And then there's people with no money. This doesn't make sense to me, but they do this. There's people with no money. So let's create a course for them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then create a funnel for them. Let's attract broke people to our list. Really? Everyone is losing their minds. I have stories galore. And, and so step two then is having the courage. And I use the word courage because The reason I asked you that question before is if you thought I had stopped or if I was cooking up something big is because my ego was terrified. I was lying in bed at night shaking going, who am I 
if I'm not doing these big events? Who is Allie Brown if she doesn't have the program with a thousand people in it? And this big team and all this stuff happening. And I remember people people asking me stuff during that time. And I try to explain it, but then I remember my ego would pop up and go, but I'm planning big things. Big things are coming. <laughs> you know, yes. like I felt like yes. I had to justify. Um, and then by the way, meeting the man of your dreams and then unexpectedly getting pregnant with twins For is sure. also a big motivator. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think honestly, God brought me all that stuff at one time because it was a beautiful um, excuse for me, at least internally. It gave me a little more courage to say, you know what? Yeah, damn right. I want to slow down for a bit. And then um, step three was deciding what I really wanted. So, so the bridge was at step two and we're going to keep the programs going that are making the most money. I can still get excited about a few of these things and teaching this stuff. And I love our clients. Let's do these. But now I've made this space over here. That is when I started the podcast. That is when I started working on the book concepts. That is when I started realizing also that in all these changes, my personal net was actually now higher than it was when we had the huge company. I mean, once you get down and start making these shifts, your empowerment comes back. And some of you listening, you know, if you're at those earlier levels, this may not make any sense, but one day you will be saying, I remember Allie talking about this. And 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 it's a great time to do that check-in with yourself and be honest, but often people don't want to do what it takes. They don't want to have conversations with the team about letting them go or finding them new gigs or... Um, it just comes with a lot of that stuff. And I realized that's where everyone stops. Right. Right. Am I, am I, am I, do I sound jaded? I hope I don't sound jaded. No, no, not uh, at all. I, I actually, I did a show maybe a month or two months ago and I was talking about how the fact that I came to this realization that I didn't want to have a coach factory. And my goal oh, like is, is not to build this empire of coaches, of coaches, of coaches. And, you know, that I really discovered what like lights me on fire and makes me happy. And like, I'm going after that. And that to me is not building the biggest company. Although I just wrote a book about team and I'm, I love my team and I'll keep hiring where it makes sense. And we'll keep building you the need a team. in a way that makes sense. You need a team, mm-hmm. but bigger is not necessarily better. And, and there's definitely this allure, this, this allure and also this confusion, you know, in the market now about that because uh, obviously of social media and advertising and, you know, the way that things are presented versus how they actually are and all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, some people are builders. I call them the builders. They're the ones that took an idea and have built on it and have built, you know, a few of these gals in the industry, many of them I mentored, there's a select few who have taken one idea and man, they have pedaled to the metal, skyrocketed. They're doing yes. tens of millions of dollars and it's, um, you know, a few people just nailed it and they've taken it. And I realized, though, I didn't want to be a builder. I'm more personally high concept. I'm high touch. Nothing brings me more joy than, you know, I, I, I work one-on-one with clients. And and it's um, it's something not everyone loves, but I love nothing more than locking up for a room together, you know, excuse me, locking up in a room together with the whiteboard and going, okay, what what do you really want? Let's look at your real numbers. Let's look at doing this whole check-in and the re-engineering. And I mean, that lights me up. I will be creating more, but in a way that's much different than I did before. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so let's, let's fast forward now to today, Allie, because you went through this whole process of, you know, letting go, right? They always say you have to let go of one ring to grab onto the next. And then you kind of recreated. And then, you know, you really focused in on who you really, really wanted to serve, not just all the things that you could sell and that people would buy if you sold them. And you focused on iconic your premier group. Talk a little bit about like how you go to market today, which I know is so, so different from Mm. how you did years ago. Um, I think the biggest shift I had to make is deciding also what, you know, what lane I was in. And, and, and I I decided to focus more on positioning than, than marketing in a way, because if you position yourself correctly, it, a lot of this will happen very naturally. So first of all, I thought of, you know, what, what can I do that no one else can do? And I claimed that, that I'm the only coach specializing in women entrepreneurs making the seven and eight figures or close to breaking through. I'll, I'll take a client. If I see they've established the model and they've got it right. And just a few tweaks is, are going to take them over, you know, I'll take them on, but that's, that's my sweet spot. And that's hard to do, remember, when your ego is going, but there's so many more people over here. We could have a bigger audience. I mean, really, I just I just narrowed myself down to the top two or three percent of women in, in business, period. Um, but when I really decided to go there, suddenly, Kelly, everything became so easy. The web copy became easy. Deciding what I was going to teach became easy. Deciding how I was going to speak to people became easy. I wasn't trying to apologize for being successful or saying, oh, but if you're getting started, you could do this. Everything just freaking lined up, um, narrowed down the programs. And the positioning really has, it takes a while. And this is where people lose patience. So also, I should point this out. My, my podcast, for example, which I started in 2014, um, there, there's so many more things we could be doing still around the podcast, more promotion, more marketing, um, you know, paying for positioning and all types of stuff. But, but I started that podcast because I wanted to have elevated conversations with, with high level women and a different conversation that wasn't happening. And that show has been now, you know, three or four years running and has become my number one marketing tool though. It, it doesn't have as large or a mainstream audience as some of the other shows out there, but those women who listen end up coming to the programs, applying for coaching. It, it's it's very different. So here's where you decide. You decide who are the clients I want to attract. What do I stand for? Really, you have to stand for something these days. Just just telling people what you're going to teach them is not positioning. What do you what do you stand for? Literally, you know, we talk about in my events what would you burn at the stake for? And women almost start crying. They're like, oh my God, that's so powerful. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you're here to do. Mm-hmm. And you need to start sharing that. And the more you share that, it also polarizes people, which women are, we're very uncomfortable with that. We like to be liked. There's a reason Facebook has likes, right? Yeah. And um, you need to stop going for likes and start looking at how you're being known and how you're being respected. It's a whole mindset shift. And again, there's going to be maybe a, a, a lag in your revenues, though, when you're making this turn and decided this is what I stand for. I know it's going to happen. I know the people are going to find me and follow me, but you need to get your IP out there. You need to do a lot of content. You need to be having provocative conversations and um, and, and really moving in a different direction. And and this this worked well for me because I realized that's kind of 
how I always felt, but I wasn't honoring it. I'm like, well, they want to know the 10 steps to doing this thing and we're going to teach it. And I'm a good teacher, but I'm here to be a leader. And, and, and there's, you know, everyone needs to find their thing. And I was, I'm just so excited. I think that, that I had that courage though, to know that, you know what, this is where I'm going. And there was a point, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't sure if I'd make the same money. You know, there was the two, the 2 a.m. waking up and going, well, what, what if that was it? Right, right, exactly. What if it's over? No, it's a huge risk. I I just I just went through it with one of my programs. You know, we made a huge decision about a shift that we were gonna make going into 2019 for one of my programs. Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew one hundred percent that I was gonna lose almost every member that was in the program this year with the price point that we set for next year, but I had to. I had to do it because I can't work with the people that I'm meant to work with in that program unless it's positioned at the right level for the right people that are supposed to be in it. And it's so hard. It's so hard to go through It's very hard. You know who may be the hardest sometimes? There's yourself. And then these team, your team may not understand, Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole other show we Mm -hmm. could do. Unlike, you know, because your team's doing their job and they see those numbers as success. And also that's a job for them. More members means more team is needed. And whether it's conscious or subconscious, you know, you're, you're dealing with that when you want to make changes. Like your team's probably not going to hear like, guess what? I'm not going to need most of you because I'm getting smarter about my business and, um, you know, making shifts. So we're going to cater to this market, which is naturally smaller, but we're going to charge more, but we don't need the support. And it it comes with like, this is real business. We think these, we think these little coaching companies, you know, when we're in low six figures are like a real business. It's, it's those heavy, heavy decision decisions. When you have money at stake, people at stake more on the line, you've got overhead every month. Um, which you got to keep an eye on too. I just want to throw this out there. I have clients coming in my door and then sometimes, you know, they're during a, a, a big, they're in a big transition period, but they're locked into a monthly burn rate. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a client that came in with a multiple eight figure business and, you know, she's locked into six figure overhead a month. It's, it's much harder to make change then. So if you, you know, if you see ways to make change, you're in a great position. For sure. No, that's that's such a good point. I, I see it too. I see it too. And I think, you know, part of it is the the insanity of bigger is better mentality um, that has been it, it perpetuated with the internet. And I, I say all the time, like, I am so thankful. Like, because of the internet, that's why all of this is possible. Because of live streaming, I do most of my sales on live streaming now. So um, I'll be the first person to say I am in complete gratitude for that. But also mm-hmm. social media, the dark side of it. And I always say I feel very, very bad for new entrepreneurs just getting started today on on one side of the token because I think they they truly don't understand what goes into building because of what they see and the the perceptions and the conclusions that you draw from that online. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they cute though? They're so hopeful. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Like, my Sorry if you're listening. Me, you're like, I yeah, can't wait to start an online I business. I know. My like, husband said to me the other day, he goes, Kelly, he goes, your next book should just have a picture of you on one side on the front cover of it with like a black eye and like a helmet <laughs> and like your hair. Sticking. He's like, just show him what it really is. Like, just, just put it out there. I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty crystal, but yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I know it's such a big conversation we're having right now compressed into a short amount of time. But, um, you know, if anyone, if anyone's listening right now going like, wow, this sounds, this sounds so scary and (laughs) 
like it's 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 not but no one talks about the realities of these businesses so you know and any business is going to come with stuff and i think there was this illusion that this was a magical business that didn't come with any of this yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we could, we could, I could have an eight hour conversation with you about this, Allie, because there's so, there's so much there and you've been through much and you've done so much with the company and the business. And now, you know, these events that you're holding are like unbelievable. And it's not because they're the biggest events, but they're like the most prestigious events that are happening today. So why don't you talk a little bit about what's happening with Iconic right now? I decided to have um, Iconic when I, I was craving working live again, but I didn't want to have my giant events in Vegas where I hired acrobats. I'm not making that up. Um, <laughs> yes. It was insane. You did? Were you there for those? <laughs> I no. wasn't there for the acrobats. Oh, you missed no, it. I, I missed rented out Tau. I mean, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love because I love creating experiences for people. So that's the part I love. The six months before the event, I hated because we were filling it up and selling tickets and blah blah blah. Um, and I'm like, what would it be like to just have a workshop? To have a workshop, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember talking with one of my past clients, I will not name, but her specialty is sales and she's done very well. And she's like, what are you going to sell? And what's the upsell and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm having a workshop to have a workshop. Mm-hmm. Like, like I want to play with new IP. I'm creating new concepts, get some amazing women in the room. And I decided to cap it and have a minimum revenues for women coming in the room as well, which pissed people off. Mm-hmm. I got some hate mail from people saying, oh, you're not, you're not, you know, you're abandoning some of the women who were your biggest fans. And I'm like, listen, I have plenty of free stuff. You can go listen to the podcast. Yeah. I have blog posts. I'm on social media. Um, Instagram now is my happy place, by the way. I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. It just seems less political and more fun. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm not going to create programs for you. I'm not going to create a product for you because the women at the levels, the multiple six figures, seven figures, eight, there's nothing for them. No one's saying this is where you can right. come play. And, um, iconic, the event is a two day positioning power up. I call it for thought leaders, change makers, entrepreneurs, and the average revenues in the room, I, my minimum to get in is about two I'm looking for, but the average revenues in there are over a million. You tell me another room you can be in like this with 60, 70 other women. Mm-hmm. And that is the average. And I tell you, the conversations are so different, so different. Um, and it's to remind them who they are. Because a lot of them have gotten locked into these formulas. And so that's my whole thing now is undoing a lot of the things that we did to build the business, keep the revenues growing, adjust your positioning so you don't have to market as hard. And then what's next? What's going to be unleashed? You know, what is your iconic work when you think about, you know, and some people think about legacy, they think of creating a nonprofit or doing work in the world. And for me personally, it's, it's, it's the work I leave behind. Mm-hmm. It is the, the lives affected. It is the, the, how I got people to think differently and how I'm going to be getting the women entrepreneurs to think differently because we can't keep operating the way we were. It's a, it's a different shift on all levels, but especially for the women I work with. And, um, you know, I love it. I'm going to be doing another event in the spring. It's going to be a little different. I, I think it's going to be and I, you're the first to hear this, actually. There we um, go. I knew I, I'd get something okay. out of it. I'm like, I got to get just, something out of her. This just popped up over <laughs> breakfast. As you know, these kind of ideas do. I'm like, I, Brett, my husband, I'm like, I got it. He's like, what? I said, I want to do something in the spring, but not another iconic, but like a, a two or three day workshop where women come to work on creating their next level of IP. Like when I say IP, it's intellectual property. So whatever your next model is, you're going to be sharing, teaching. It's like a thought leader workshop where you get to really map out models, like how you're going to be bolder 
um, how you're going to get your message out more like content marketing, you know, I'm mapping this out now, but really we get so caught up in running the business and in the formula, we don't have a space to say, this has nothing to do with your formula right now. This is about you and what you're here to say. And how do we, how do we craft that and and walk out with it ready to go? Because that's what I need. I just went to a, a great event in Palm Beach with one of my mentors. His name's Alan Weiss. He's He's, he's an older guy. He's been in the consulting industry a long time and, and we're very different in many ways, but I like how he thinks. So I, I fly down to go to his events once in a while. And one of the whole days, he really just had us do work with ourselves and in groups, like mapping out all this stuff. I'm like, well, gosh, I, I, I've been avoiding doing this because I sit by myself and think I overthink things, but then being stimulated like that in a group, I'm like a pinball machine. You got to hit my flipper mm-hmm, and <laughs> I start like, it's like ding, 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 ding. Um, that's what I'm going to create. I'm pretty sure. You heard it first here on Kelly yeah. Roach's show. There we go. There we go. No, that sounds amazing. And you're absolutely right because the skills that are required to get to seven figures are so completely different, right? It's just like they say, like the skills in, in the corporate world that it takes to be a good producer, then you get promoted to the manager. And none of that stuff that you just did to become uh, the top performer that got you to be the manager applies, right? And that's so why yep. so many managers fail, right? Because they don't right. they have no idea what they're doing. It's it's kind of the same thing here, except the difference is there really isn't much of anything out there for women mm-hmm. that actually make it to that level. And it is fewer and far between, right? So, yeah. you know, it, but that that's amazing. And, and we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll post all the links and information so that people can check out the event when you do take it live. But thank you for just a second about Clambition Radio, because it is an amazing show. And I definitely want to make sure all our listeners get a little bit of the inside scoop on that as well. It is, um, I'm not sure to describe it sometimes. It's 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 focused on women, you know, leaders, change makers, entrepreneurs, but the conversations are a little different than you will typically hear on a lot of the shows. And it's interesting, I have someone asked me the other day, you know, why don't you have men on the show? And, and I'm gonna give you a positioning answer so you see an insight. If I start having men on the show, first of all, it's called Glambition, so it's not a good fit. Yeah. But second of all, then I lose my positioning. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. If I start having men on the show too, then it's just another entrepreneur show. But Glambition is by for conversations with only women, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, change makers. We've had everyone on from, oh gosh, the gal who founded Birchbox, that huge beauty company, to Jane Werwin from Dermalogica. We've had Lisa Robertson on, who was the number one salesperson at QVC. That was fascinating and how they sell so much. Um, we just had Zainab Salbi, who founded Women for Women International. It was an amazing conversation because we went somewhere that most guests won't go. We talked about the moment she started to resent what she had built because she was in meetings all day and meeting with donors. And it's a great conversation because it's akin to what we're talking about today, that we, the heroine's journey, as it's called versus the hero's journey, the heroine's journey is it's, uh, it's circular. It's like a spiral versus conquering the mountain. You know, we continue to like rebirth ourselves and the next level of our work. And we talk about that a lot on the show. So glambitionradio.com will take you there. That's so awesome. Yeah, the show is incredible. It's such an inspiration. So before we wrap up, Allie, I just want to I want to leave our listeners with just a couple pieces of food for thought in and around differentiating themselves, leaning on positioning versus marketing and kind of having the courage to claim their own unique space in their market. So can you mm-hmm. just leave with just a couple thoughts in and around that and then they can attend your event or they can start tuning into the show to get more? 
Well, the biggest thing I'm going to offer is that remember that good brands polarize and this terrifies us because it's literally in our DNA as women that if we would step out and think back to cave woman days, if we would step out, speak up, we risked being kicked out of the tribe. We risked death. Like we could die Mm -hmm. and our children even could die. Like if we spoke up and lost that protection of the tribe, I mean, when you, when you think of that, you probably feel that in your third chakra. Like you probably feel that in your stomach. Like when you're about to say something that's truthful or post something online, then you're like, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Um, and sometimes I don't, I'll tell you, I shifted from posting to get likes to posting something I needed to say. And then I would shut my laptop and walk away. And Facebook is not on my phone. Um, and Facebook's just a shit show now. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Um, so, you know, think about now, you know, who you want to attract and who you want to repel, who do you want to repel? And that, that feels gross, doesn't it? We're like, well, I don't want to repel anyone. And women tell me, Oh, I don't like that word. I don't want to repel you. You're going to need to, as the, this noise is just going to get worse. So you need to be speaking so strongly that you not only attract that right person, but you're going to have to repel others. Otherwise, you are just blending in. You're another vanilla coach out there helping people live their best life, right? Mm -hmm. Like get you from where you are to where you want to be, like all the same stuff. You need to think about what you want to really stand for. So polarize. Um, The next is, you know, it may be time to drop the formula. And we all get started with formulas. I taught a formula, you know, and that whole blueprint, you know, and, and people are learning formulas and it's great to get started, but it's like, I liken it to cooking. And I was never much of a cook until I Brett, met Brett, something kind of turned on like this feminine thing. And I'm like, I'm going to roast you a chicken guy. You're hot. Like, <laughs> like something turned on and, and got pregnant soon after. I don't know if it was the chicken recipe <laughs> or what, is. but like something clicked that in his accent. And, um, He's Australian. But you know, when you're learning to cook, you're following that recipe. Like I'm not messing. I'm not messing with that. If it says one ounce of mushrooms, I am measuring the mushrooms. Then as you get into it though, you're like, you know what? This would be even better with some garlic in it. This would be better. Let's swap the beef for chicken. Wow. Let's get crazy. Literally, you have to start thinking this way for your business. You cannot keep following blindly these formulas. And do they work Yes, they can, but I have more women than I can count coming in my door. And when we start mapping out everything they're doing and I see what their revenues are, I look at them and say, how does this feel? And they start crying. I'm not making this up. They, they, they will start crying and then, and they'll be like, what about this event? And before I can finish, this just happened actually a few weeks ago. I'm like, what about this event? And before I could even finish this sentence, she's like, I effing hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so, and this is a red flag because we let it get to this point. There's a lot of shoulds that we have put in ourselves as women. We've created a whole new rule book for ourselves that's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Um, So look at the parts of the formula that aren't worth it, that really aren't paying off, or if they're paying off at too high a cost to you. Something Zainab said in our interview last week, I love, she said, you know, your purpose does not require immense self-sacrifice. It should not require that. You know, God didn't design it that way. You're going to have to sacrifice everything for this. And third, um, you need to get back to the little bit of that naivete when you got started. Do you remember that? Yes. It was so nice. Like you had nothing to lose. Stars um, in your so, eyes. You know, we so, the, Kelly and I both didn't have families when we started. Um, 
you know, with like a lot of us, it was a simpler time. And remember that, that someone handed you like the secret and you're like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mentioned that cause that gets people back in that mindset. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, you mean my thoughts determine like my results. Yes. And you know what? I, I want you all to get back there. Cause we forgot the magic. Mm-hmm. We forgot that prayers do come true. We forgot the intentions matter. We forgot how we wake up and think each day and to have that faith and trust. And when we're making a turn in the business that the revenues will follow, sometimes the timing's not going to happen the way we want it to, but it will happen. When you locked into that work you're supposed to be doing, magic will happen. I love that. I love that. Ali, thank you so much. First of all, I, I just have so much admiration and respect for the work that you're doing and just the courage that it takes to to do that sharp turn. And, you know, so many of us are working to to follow in your footsteps in our own unique way. So, you know, amazing. Keep up the great work. And, and thank you so much for everything that you shared on the show. I th- feel like we could have, you know, gone on for like six hours, but I appreciate everything that you shared. This was great. Thanks, Kelly. All right, guys. So two things as we wrap up here. Number one, definitely keep your eyes out for the next iconic event. Check out Allie's show, Glambition Radio. She has amazing conversations that aren't happening anywhere else online. And thank you guys so much for tuning into Unstoppable Success Radio. Until next time, remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Hold on, one more thing before you go. As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, get gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings from myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.